Hey friends, it's Jana and Ashley. Welcome back to season two of the Geek Girls Universe podcast, your home for the latest entertainment and fandom news. Hey friends, welcome back to the Geek Girls Universe Weekly Bugle. This week we are talking about Alfred Molina spilling all the tea about his role in No Way Home, aka probably the worst kept secret on the internet, at least for Marvel. Uh, that Shang-Chi trailer drop. Woo! We were just Ooh, that made my it. it sure did. <laughs> Which, big shout out and happy birthday to the star of that movie, Simu Liu. Oh, happy birthday, Simu. I feel like it's an extension of my birthday as well, because mine was last week. So, happy birthday to us, because we got the Shang-Chi trailer, finally. Oh my gosh. All right. Oh, the Bad Batch is coming, and we've got some other stuff to talk about, too. Oh my gosh. But first, yep. But first, if you're new here or haven't already, we would love it if you subscribed, left us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening from. It helps our podcast reach other geeks and the more the geekier. We also have a Facebook group, Geek Girls Universe. You don't need to be a girl to join, only a geek. So do we want to talk about the tea spilling first? Because... You and I, we work in the entertainment like business. <laughs> we're probably we we're you know, we we share stuff all the time. If we had been on the set of No Way Home and we told the like all the stuff that Alfred Molina told in this interview, we would be like buried underground somewhere, right? <laughs> so I first just have to say though that like jokingly, of course there's news from Spider Man No Way Home this week because Every single week, there's a Spider-Man. Spider-Man, no way home. No, so I, I will say I didn't read the whole article. I only read part of it because I was just like, okay, and I'm like scrolling through, and was like, I have to come back to this because like there was so there was so much, Um, and also, yes, we, you know, we we joke about the you know trank darts and you know getting murdered and buried somewhere and all these things when you like spill the secrets that you're not supposed to spill, but like legit dude i mean that guy mm, their tea spilled for show i mean i'm guessing that because it was the worst kept secret one of the worst kept secrets about this movie this movie is pretty much its own worst kept secret that's a thing it is that they kind of just were like it's whatever at this point go ahead confirm it but it's still just it was it was really surprising I was moderately entertained with this whole, like, he was joking about his arms, his robotic arms or whatever. And he was saying that, like, the last time he did this role, he was in, like, such better shape and blah, blah, blah. And then this time he was all like, oh, well, I guess it's just the arms. So, like, it didn't really matter what my chest looked like. And I was like, okay, then. <laughs> I was like, okay, that's kind of funny. Like, you know, he was all worried about like not being in shape and, you know, how he was like so much younger and whatever. And I was just like, oh, yeah, okay. Okay. That's yeah, they're, funny. they're basically going to de-age him yes. and then give him the arms because his storyline is going to pick up right where it left off, where we thought he died. But as mm-hmm. you know, and as he said, in the Marvel universe, nobody's ever really dead. Yeah, no. So we always joke, dead or Marvel dead. Exactly. Yes. 
dead dead or marvel dead mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we saw i was so happy about this no pun intended but i, I was gonna say john favreau is going to be returning <laughs> happy hogan i was so excited i was like so giddy about it because i mean i think we all know like there are some people that'll be all like oh well iron man started the whole franchise no people because you know what john favreau started the whole franchise Really, but but with Iron Man, you do have I to mean, give with it to Iron them. Man. But like, <laughs> John Favreau directed it, so I mean, without True. John, you don't have Tony Stark, Iron Man, RDJ. Like, it's kind of a twofer. You really can't have one without the other. That is true. I just, you know, whenever people are all like, "Oh, but Iron Man," I'm like, "No, but <laughs> actually, <laughs> let's take a step back because somebody else cast him to be Iron Man." So, mm, anyway, but yes, I'm so excited Happy's back. I was, so I was excited, but when you texted me, I was like, I mean, who else is it in this movie at this point? Right. <laughs> it's like every like, week. I'm, I'm not surprised. It was like, I mean, I guess I'm not surprised, but I was really excited. I'm still giddy, I think. <laughs> yes. Also giddy. That's fair. From whatever uh, this morning, that... Well, first the poster, right? Like I was just like, ooh, ah, yes, things this morning. And the first, you know, the first place I saw it actually was um, Simu shared the poster. And yep. he was like, happy birthday to me. Here's the, you know, the poster and you're going to get a trailer in a couple weeks. And I was all like, woo, I'm so excited. And then like, and what? And that I tweet blinked. from Marvel Studios. I was like, oh my goodness. Cause they're like, happy birthday. And they gave us the teaser trailer. And I was like, ah, we oh have goodness. waited so long to see this mm. film, see like anything from it. I was so hyped up for this trailer and like- it didn't disappoint. <laughs> Stupid long. Like, I feel like this, and maybe it's just because it's been like a year and then some, um, or 2020 and 2021 feel like the most ridiculous long amount of time in my lifetime. Um, (laughs) But, and you know, everything's pushed back and I'm sure everybody feels this way to a degree, but like, we're used to so much Marvel content back to back and, you know, so it just felt like this took extra long and it's something different. It's, you know, a whole, it's a whole different type of movie for Marvel, really, with the martial arts scene. And oh, I'm so hyped. I love a good martial arts movie. Oh, yes. And, and I think like for you and I, like we also both love Kim's Convenience. So it's, you know, one of our favorite actors, like from that in a totally different genre for him. So it's really exciting to see him kind of like, I'll I'll call it quote unquote, growing up, because he's just going into a, you know, I mean, he's gone from like, oh, I'm in this really cool, you know, small, small, I guess we'll call it like almost cult community right now. Because like, I mean, a lot of people like Kim's and no Kim's, but there's still a lot of people that have no idea what Kim's convenience right. is. And I, I, I hope when it goes you know, like now that this last um, season is done and it will end up, you know, probably on Netflix, like the others that are there, I'm hoping more people get to know it and love it kind of the way that they did with Schitt's Creek. Yes. And it becomes much more popular and sort of mainstream and everybody like knows the love and amazingness that is Kim's convenience. But 
this is the first like really big role for him. And so it's like not only just a really big role, but he's in the MCU. Yeah, so it's just like all the things in one. It's like martial arts film, different type of film for MCU. We've been waiting for eternity for it. It feels like eternity. And just something different from an actor that we've really seen kind of grow up over the last few years in Kim's and then now doing this. So it's like, oh, just all the things. And then the sweetest thing where it was like, he's like, oh, hey, I got this poster. And then Marvel Studios is like, oh, happy birthday. Here's your trailer. <laughs> it's just like, oh, such a culmination of amazingness. Yes. <laughs> and if you movie. don't know, Simu started as a stunt guy. So mm-hmm. when it comes to mm-hmm. the physicality of this role, he's he's doing it. He's got it. And that's super exciting to me because I think it makes it more believable. Like yeah. Tom Holland is a gym, you know, a gymnast. Yes. So him doing Spider-Man moves totally feels real because he can actually do mm-hmm. Spider-Man moves. And um, for those of you who don't know Kim's convenience, Simu often just takes his shirt off because, you know, <laughs> he looks good with his shirt off. So they'll, I mean, they find ways to work it in. And I happen to notice in this trailer... <laughs> He had a shirt off. Really nice scene of Simu with no shirt on. So if you're one of those who either loves the shirtless Simu or you're not familiar with the shirtless Simu, you should get familiar with the shirtless Simu. (laughs) It's a first thing, ladies and gentlemen. Yep. Do we want to talk about the trailer? Like what we thought about it? Let's talk about the trailer because it was baller. And I know you did a breakdown. I did, and I'll I'll link to that in our show notes so you can kind of like deep dive because I know some people are like, "Who is Shang Chi?" I mean, like they like they think it looks cool, right? Because it's a martial arts movie. Uh, it had a lot of like, you could just see the inspiration of like Jet Li, Jackie Chan, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Um, oh yeah, it, it beautiful. So that probably piqued your interest. So if you want to know more, I'm going to do, a, I have my breakdown for you, but I'll, I'll go over some like points. So we got to see uh, Shang-Chi training as a child. So in mm. the comics, his dad, I, it's kind of convoluted. His storyline changes depending on uh, the comic run. They kind of retcon things. And so for the film, his father is Wen Wu, who also happens to be the Mandarin. And I'm not talking about Ben Kingsley's Mandarin from Iron Man mm. 3, which is the fake Mandarin, oh, but the Mandarin. actual real Mandarin, who's played by uh, Tony Leung. I, I believe that's how you say his name. And I'm sorry if that is not how you say his name. I need to practice. I know. However, so Shang-Chi's dad is the bad guy. That's all you really need to know. Uh, mm-hmm. Shang-Chi goes bad, to live. Bad guy. Yeah, He's a very bad, bad man. Guy. <laughs> he he is in possession of the Ten Rings, and I'm really excited that they went back to the bracelets because they were originally bracelets. You know, bracelets are rings that you wear on your arm, <laughs> but in the comics, they've also been rings that you wear on your fingers. But they're doing the bracelet thing. I think that's way cooler and better aesthetically in a movie mm-hmm. than the rings. Um. So yeah, his dad is a bad guy in possession of Ten Rings that give him like stupid power like stupidly good power so there you go uh shang chi like leaves to live his own life for 10 years he's in the u.s his bff is aquafina who i adore that and going to be so amazing yes so they've worked together in nora from queens which is another show you should watch if you have not and he's also shirtless in that one. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. So I feel like that might be in his contract somewhere. I I don't know. See, we would I have mean, to confirm. If it's not, it really should be. <laughs> yes. Uh, the trailer gives us some flashbacks where he's training as a child with the death dealer. So that's the guy with the mask. He is a death dealer. In the comics, he's an agent working for MI6, who also happens to be like a double agent working for Fu Manchu, which is Shang-Chi's original father in the comics. So again, we're not going that route, but he's definitely working with Wenwu, the Mandarin. Um, Yeah, we see the Ten Rings of Power in use a little bit. I think they're going to wait and show like full power, but we see it a little bit. Mm -hmm. It's super exciting. Uh, The guy that has literal uh blades for hands his name is razor fist he's also in the comic books i know he kind of seems like a mortal Kombat character but he is a marvel character mm-hmm. speaking of side note mortal Kombat comes out this week and i cannot wait but anyways <laughs> um we see in the trailer uh Zhai Ling, which is his sister so if you see him fighting a girl that's his sister so imagine I imagine she's just as powerful and well-versed in martial arts as he is. They show the Mandarin sitting on a throne with the Ten Rings. I won't get into the Ten Rings here, but they are in my notes. So you can see what exactly they do, at least comic-wise. We don't know. They might change them for the show, the movie. But, hey. And for those of you that are familiar with the Zhai Ling and the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. TV series, not the same Zhai Ling. Nope, not at all. So... Uh, at one point in the trailer, it appears Zhai Ling is wielding the Ten Rings. Or at least five of them, right? Because we can only see one arm. <laughs> and I'm saying it's Zhai Ling based on the colors. She's wearing, the the person, I should say, is wearing black and white. They make a fist. Her costume is black and white. Uh, the toy leaks have shown her in black and white. So that's why I think it's her. We also see Shang-Chi wearing them at the point where the water explodes. And it's kind of just floating around him and his friends. Um, his father's scene? like, look, I loved it. Yes. I love that scene. It had very, like, the vibes of, like, when Quicksilver or Pietro, whichever version you yes. want to talk about, is running. Yep. Or, like, if you've ever watched any of the Avatar shows, like The Last Airbender or Korra, it's definitely got those kind of vibes. Mm-hmm. Love it. Um, but, yeah, he's shown wearing the Ten Rings in that scene. So, again, it's very interesting. But the voiceover work is when we were talking. So his father, and he's like, look, I let you live your life for 10 years. Now it's time for you to come home and you're going to serve as my right-hand man for this evil organization called the Ten Rings. So there's Ten Rings, the, the Rings, and Ten Rings, the organization run by the Mandarin. And he refuses because Shang-Chi's a good guy. It's not confusing at all that the name of the bad organization is the same name as the Ten Rings that give you powers. No, not at all. Not not confusing at all. Yeah. Keep up, folks. <laughs> it's like, here's your flow chart. Um, one of my favorite shots in the trailer happened to be um, when Michelle Yeoh's character is fighting Wu. I believe it's her. So I don't know for certain it's the lady in green. However, I've seen her in Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon and in other things. The woman just seemed to move like her. So Mm. I feel strongly that it's her and that she's facing off against the Mandarin, like in like some epic battle of, you know, they've known each other for a long time. Like, I feel like there's a story there. Yeah. 
Uh, there's another fight scene where we see the Chinese guardian lions or lion dogs. That's yes. that creature. And normally you see them in stone, right? And they've come to life in this and they're fighting alongside the soldiers, which I'm assuming are guarding against something against the 10 rings, right? They look like they're the good guys. Uh, but that was so cool. Again, visuals. I'm so excited for this. Uh, yeah. And at the end, you know, Razor Fist and a bunch of baddies are on this bus in the U.S. with uh, Shang-Chi and Katie, who's Aquafina's character. And it was very, mm-hmm. like, speed, <laughs> you know, in the yeah. bus trying to keep it from, like, being destroyed with all the innocent people. But he makes quick work of the guys, and I loved it. And she's just like, uh, who are you? And he does the, like, ending, like, pose <laughs> move. And I really hope that that actually happens. Like, that's his response to her and not just the way it, the trailer was cut. Because I feel like yeah. her response to that is going to be hysterical. Like, uh, what, are, what are you doing? <laughs> Why oh. are you looking like that? And that's the, to- like, the total kind of comedic pairing that, like, the two of them would have. Yes. That sort of interaction, right? Like, that's what you would expect between them. A hundred percent. So, yes. We're also going to link to the trailer. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings is coming to theater September 3rd. I cannot wait. wait. I cannot wait. I am so hyped for this. I have a feeling now that we've gotten this. One, I'm still hoping for a connection with Falcon and Winter Soldier. I'm hoping Mm -hmm. now that we've seen this trailer... One of these guys, not Simu, but one of the other ones is going to show up in like an end credit or something this week on Falcon and Winter Soldier, tying Madripoor and possibly the Power Please. Broker Please. into this. I just, I just, have a, I just feel it. I just have a strong feeling about it. Well, but, we still don't know who the official Power Broker exactly. is. We have that whole Welcome to Madripoor website with the shipping Shame container too. thing. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's it, oh, it's just. The feeling, yes, like you just, mm, there's something there for sure. I feel it in the force. Yes, the force is strong. It's so strong. The force is strong. And speaking of the force, yeah. So we're going to have a bit of a break. You know, Falcon and Winter Soldier ends this week, sad face. But Bad Batch is premiering May the 4th. May the 4th it be with you sure is. on Disney. Plus. And you and I are actually going to be interviewing Dee Badley Baker and a few others connected with the show this week. Mm-hmm. And we get that to see it early. We won't spoil anything. No. But sure super excited about that. And just that, you know, they're going to have Finnick and Rex is in the trailer. And who knows who else will show up, right? It's Maybe Ahsoka. True. Fingers crossed for oh, Ashley. That would Excellent. be so cool. I would love to have an Ashley sighting. Yes. Matt Lanter, I believe, is back as Anakin. And Steve Stanton is back as Tarkin. Oh, and we have um, Mignal Wells. Yes. She's back as Finnick, for sure. It's also rumored that Terrence T.C. Carson will be reprising his role as Mace Windu, which is exciting Mm. because that means we will have in-canon confirmation that Mace Windu indeed survived his fall from Revenge oh. of the Sith. I mean, Samuel L. Jackson has already claimed this to be, so we're just waiting for official, you know, we need to see it, right? 
if Maul can survive being like chopped in half and Anakin can survive like being nothing but a body and a head, like a torso and a head, I think Mace could For survive sure. a fall. It's not totally out of the realm of possibilities when we're talking Star Wars to re- to survive something so ridiculously like over the top, right? No, oh. not at all. So yeah, Bad Batch. Of course, it premieres May the 4th because why wouldn't yes. it? So while we're getting a Marvel break, we at least get some Star Wars to fill in before Loki Yay. in June. <laughs> I mean, I'm good with some Star Wars. It's been a bit. I mean, Mandalorian ended in December, so... Yeah, I'm good with the Bad Batch. No. Uh, did you see the stupidly expensive uh, <laughs> price for Lord of the Rings season one? Um, I saw an article somewhere about it, but it was, I don't remember the exact price, but it was like dumb expensive. Like uh, 400 Japan. Are you sitting down? <laughs> I am sitting down. Okay, I'm sitting down, Ashley. <laughs> 465 million for just season one. Dude. Like, are you kidding me with that? So is that to produce I don't even the think the Marvel thing, shows that, like, cost that. Is that like the licensing that. or what? Oh my gosh. That I'm like, insane. I... I saw that number and I was like, what? <laughs> what? I mean, are they actually buying land to build Middle Earth somewhere? <laughs> did or... they travel to Middle Earth? Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. Like, did they, And do they like dig a big hole and like look for fi- – like I'm just wondering how this actually – because $465 million, dude. Yeah, that's, that's... that's per the New Zealand – minister like for tourism and stuff he's the one that gave that figure i was like what the heck (laughs) that is insane so game of thrones cost roughly a hundred million to produce per season okay and as we all know it went a little bit downhill toward the end just because they blew budget at the beginning and you know so we were missing some like dinosaurs and or not dinosaurs jesus we were missing dragons and whatnot at the end, but like, still okay. A million a season, so we're looking at you know, let's say they went over budget on some stuff. We'll just call it ten to round it up and make it easy, right? Like, right. Okay. <laughs> this is what forty six times that. <laughs> uh, that's math, and I'm not going to do it, but I'll take your word for it. <laughs> I, I think, 40, yeah, basically forty six point five times whatever. Yeah. Um, that's, yeah. I mean, that's kind of like buying that watch we found that week. Oh, yeah, the Star Wars watch. Like, just dumb. Like, I get that they probably have to, you know, you have to pay for, like you said, you have to pay for the rights to do Lord of the Rings. But even that, it can't, like, good Lord. Also, I I want to know how much. This is when I get curious, too, because, like, at some point, like, what happens to the rights for these properties that are like ancient right i mean tolkien's dead so isn't he yes <laughs> yeah i was like he's that guy's dead so like is, does he have an estate that owns <laughs> the way you said it though you're like that guy's dead right right he's dead okay we're like, good we're good he's, he's dead, dead. moving on <laughs> i was like 
The first one came out in, remember, 1937. Bucky read it, the original one. Exactly. But I was like, I think he died in like the 70s or something. Bucky Barnes owns the rights to it. That's what it is. Yeah. But, you know, I feel like, you know, when these these properties that have like the IPs have long expired, the the copyright of whoever owns them, they kind of go into this like abyss and people, you know, start using them, writing about them, whatever. This isn't Disney. Disney, most of these IPs don't get renewed for eternity. Maybe the Lord of the Rings property has this same kind of thing along, you know, along the lines of Disney, but like, what kind of rights are we really paying for if it's going to cost $465 million? I mean, it better be a good show. That's all I'm saying. And don't pull a Game of Thrones and like... Blow your budget. A significant <laughs> <amount> of- <laughs> Dead. But my Amazon membership better not go up a significant amount of money for them to try to recoup part of that $465 million uh, for one lying? season of a TV show. For real, though. I, mean, I want another season of Good Omens. Can we pay Neil Gaiman yeah. some money to make another season of that? I'm in for that. Because Lord of the Rings had its time. I mean, I'm kind of excited and I'm in like, I'll, I'll watch it. But I've read the book. So if it's not like the books, then I don't want to, we don't need it. It's so true. But you know where I really want to put my tourism dollars instead of like into New Zealand for, you know, whatever, developing this Lord of the Rings for $465 I have, million. I have, I have, an, I, I have an idea. Do yes, you? I do. I, I'd really <laughs> like to go back to Paris and to Disneyland Paris and visit the yes, Avengers and yes. Campus and Disney's uh, Hotel New York that's there. Because when we were at Disneyland Paris a couple of years ago, their Hotel New York was closed for whatever refurb renovation, which apparently was part of this whole Marvel, you know, rebirth thing that they had going on um, with their Art of Marvel coming to life at the hotel. But it, they were building Avengers Campus there at the time. Um and I, you know, and that was before I realized they were putting the one in at Disneyland here in California too. And so they've shared some artwork online as to like what that's going to look like there. It looks just as cool, maybe even cooler than the Avengers campus in Disneyland, California. Um, it's going to have a lot of the same components with that whole like worldwide engineering brigade, the, you know, mm-hmm. web, web center. It's going to have that Spider-Man experience. There's going to be a ride through attraction to, you know, for the web slinger. Um, I, I think they're going to have other meet and greets similar to like what they're planning to do at Disneyland. But I will say that when we were at Disneyland Paris, my favorite section was the area area with the Marvel. They had this whole like summer of heroes, superhero thing going oh, on. Oh, I remember that. And a ton of Marvel food. Like it made the Dis- – now in general, Disneyland Paris's food kind of sucked, not going to lie. Ooh. But their Marvel <laughs> food was amazeballs. Like that whole section at their Walt Disney Studios Park – all the Marvel food was amazing. Like all I wanted to do was go eat the Marvel food all day long. The other park, the actual Disneyland, 
was like the most mediocre food I'd ever had. I was like, seriously, like your popcorn blows. You don't even have pretzels. Like, what is this? What is happening here? Yep. Yep. Terrible Tangent. food. Tangent. Not a foodie place. And the irony, like you're in France. How do you not have a foodie? Like, how do you not have good food at your theme park? It was bizarre. But okay. Whatever. Well, sad to be you. I've never been. So I'll take <laughs> well, it. Bad we're going to totally go. And we're going to go to <laughs> Avengers Campus and the Hotel New York. Because uh, I'm sure. at the Hotel New York. Like, I didn't care about any of the others. I wanted the Hotel New York because I was like, A, it's New York. So it's kind of fun. But it was also still themed Marvel a little bit it just wasn't obviously as like decked out as it's going to be now right well i'm ready so mm-hmm. me Wait. too i'm almost fully vaccinated i'll be ready to travel soon <laughs> yes come on open those gates let us in for real though oh i think first right, we just then. gotta get to california oh my goodness yes they need to open up for us too um can't we just get a p.o box there and pretend that we live oh maybe we should check that out yeah we should Hmm. all right noted (laughs) well friends thank you for tuning in to this episode of the geek girls universe podcast join us next week as we share all of the breaking and exciting fandom news as always, if you see anything you want to share with us, you can tag us on Twitter at Whiskey and Sunshine and that Ashley Aaron. Until next time, geeks. Bye. Thanks for listening. Join us next time for more geeky goodness.